Yo, what is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast. I am so excited about our guest today. We are always excited about our guests, but this is our first return guest. So today we're going to be speaking with one of my close friends, Megan Rains. I'm very excited. Um, Megan came on the podcast last year, and we're going to be talking astrology stuff. So on their first episode that they came um, on, that was like, I think, end of 2021, we talked about the birth chart, how to read a birth chart. So if you missed that episode and you want some like basic astrology information, and nothing we do is basic, of course, but simple astrology information, you can reference that episode and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But today we're diving in even deeper and we are talking about retrogrades, which is kind of like a hot topic. A lot of people talk about it. There's a lot of memes. There's a lot of like inside jokes that I do not understand. So I had Megan come on. Um, and it was interesting to me because I'm, I'm sent them a text and I was like, Hey, would you want to come back on the podcast? I think it would be really cool to talk about retrogrades. And they were like, yes, perfect timing because we are in a bunch of retrogrades slash we are going into a bunch of retrogrades. So it's like the perfect time to talk about it. So psychic me didn't even plan that we are psychic. (laughs) I just thought it would, I just thought it'd be a good idea, but of course it was perfect timing. So I just thought that was kind of funny, but um, we're going to be talking about retrogrades and we're going to be talking a little bit later in the episode about the equinox, which is coming up at the end of the month. And that's what pushes us into the official fall season. Um, with this episode, it's a pretty information heavy, heavy episode. So I do mention this later in the episode, but I very much encourage people to get their notebooks out, take notes, maybe even listen to this more than once. But um, what I suggest of you is if you can pull up your personal birth chart to kind of reference that as you're listening to see Megan's going to talk about like the retrogrades and the planets, like how those are affecting us. But it's going to affect everyone differently depending on how these planets um, sit in your personal chart. So if you want to kind of see how this is like how is this going to affect you? Pull up your chart and it will be helpful to kind of have that on hand as you listen. Um, And then there will be a video of this on YouTube as well, but there isn't going to be like references or anything like we had on the last episode with different charts and stuff. But if you want to watch the video, it's available to you. And yeah, I'm really excited. If you didn't know, I'm Grace Lannon. I'm a psychic medium and an energy healer. This is my podcast, Angel Face Magic Hour, your favorite podcast for all things mystical, magical, and so much more. And our whole thing is that everyone's a little bit psychic. You just have to remember. So that's why I do this podcast is to kind of give people information, insight, um, healing, from the other side and from all these amazing people that I know both personally and through like the internet um, that I admire, that I know, that I've worked with, that I want to work with. 
um, to share their insight because I have a very specific perspective as a medium. Um, And Megan's an astrologer. They have more information than I do on this topic. And this is a topic that I want to share. So that's why Megan's on the podcast. So enjoy this episode. As usual, all the information of how to connect with Megan will be in the show notes. So if you want to get a reading or if you have questions or maybe you want to ask them like, what is a good astrology like app or podcast? Like if you have like little questions, you can totally message them and follow, you know, all the things. But yeah, I'm very excited. Enjoy this week's episode. Hang in there, guys. You're going to hear a lot about what's coming up in the stars and it's a little bit spicy, but there's always a transit. There's always an equinox. There's always an eclipse. There's always a retrograde. There's always something going on. So don't let these things take over your life and bring fear to you of like, oh my God, retrograde's coming. Like I'm going to be like launch backwards. We want you to have this information, both Megan and I and the collective we of the guides, the angels, the spirits, they want you to have this information to help you understand maybe why you're experiencing something, maybe why something's coming up for you to look at, but it is not for you to obsess over. It's a tool to understand yourself better, to understand the world around you better, but it's not um, a magic ball. So there's always something that's going to be shifting and something might happen in your life that is not directly affected by astrology. Like it's okay, it's okay to make mistakes sometimes. So I just put that little disclaimer out with any, any spiritual tool. It's meant to support you. It's not meant to diagnose you. Okay. Okay. That being said, I love you guys very much. Enjoy this episode with me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Angel Feast Magic Hour. We are here today with my friend, Megan. Megan Rains, I'm really excited. We're having you back on the podcast. Now our astrology expert to consult. So we're going to be talking more astrology stuff. So in case you guys didn't hear the first episode, Megan was on the podcast last year, I think December of last year. So you can go back and check that out. We talk more about like astrology basics, a little bit about birth charts, but today we're going to be diving into a little more, a little bit deeper and not into the full deepest end of it all because it could be a 24 hour long podcast and we wouldn't even touch anything. But today we're going to be talking a little bit about retrogrades and some other stuff. So Megan, if you just want to introduce yourself or remind us about who you are. Yeah. Hello. It's good to be back. Thank you. (laughs) I'm Megan Rains uh, or Meg works too. I'm an artist and a self-taught astrologer. And I aspire to be a professional astrologer one day. But for now, I just help out my friends and myself. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I well, I just asked you the other day to, if you wanted to come back on. Um, just thinking about like, there are more subjects that I, I selfishly want to know about. 
But I also think it's interesting things that we can kind of discuss and go over on the podcast. And I asked you if maybe we could talk about retrogrades. And it turns out that it's perfect timing because we're about to go into a billion retrogrades. So I was like, oh, that's so interesting, kind of divine timing, perfect timing. So I just wanted you to kind of share with us about retrogrades in general. It seems like it's a really hot topic, especially in the last like maybe two or three years. It's kind of like almost a meme at this point. People talk about like Mercury retrograde and everything's failing in their life and like there's all this kind of like lore and legend around it but it's also somewhat unclear I think to people like me who are astrology newbies like what what why should we be concerned about this like what's all this retrograde stuff so I wanted Megan to kind of explain that to us and then we're going to talk about literally like what is happening in real time right now because there are a bunch of retrogrades that are about to happen and Megan was briefly explaining that to me before we started and um there's a lot of them so we're going to talk about that and yeah um how about you just start with in general what does it mean when we say we're going into a retrograde yeah so um planetary retrogrades are when a planet appears to stop in the sky and start to travel backwards in its orbit. Um, They aren't actually moving backwards, but from our vantage point from Earth and as far as all the orbits and ellipticals go, they appear to go retrograde. So um, retrogrades, um, they kind of follow the rule of Rees you know, it starts with an RE retrograde. Um, So like some words that I think are really great to describe retrogrades are review, reflect, reassess, reapproach, redo, rethink, repair, Mm -hmm. return, realign, and re-examine. So it's kind of a time where we gain more objectivity And when the planets are moving forward, they're in their full energy and power. So when they appear to go backwards, it's a time for us to kind of stop and take a step back, that re again. Slow Um, down a little. Slow down. Yeah, it's all about slowing down. So when they do go retrograde, they appear to stop completely for, you know, a cycle, depending on what their orbit is, each of the planets uh, travels at different speeds. So they're all a little bit different. But um, it's really a time to go inwards and get a little more like introverted with those energies of the planets instead of expressing outward. Um, In our like, culture, like, we're very much about like, go, 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 like, we think everything's just kind of like on this escalator always going up, but life is a series of cycles and changes, you know, like we can't always just keep going, going, going. We need to rest. We need to reflect. We need to reconvene. So it's really just a time to slow down and, um, yeah, just like take more time to go inward and, 
redirect anything that hasn't been working for us or um, kind of change our plans. And it's kind of like putting a new lens over our daily vision where we can gain a different perspective than we do when that planet is direct. Mm. Yeah. Do you think like, because our society, at least like in America is so like hustler. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, do you think that's why people are kind of scared of it? like retrogrades? They're like worried it's going to slow them down or something. Yeah. Like I've, subconsciously. Yeah. I totally <laughs> agree. Cause um, you know, it's like whenever we get those moments in life where it feels like we're taking two steps forward and then we get taken one step back, like that doesn't feel good. You know, like we like having to stop and change what we're doing is never like a comfortable thing. Um, and especially like people who already kind of struggle with change, um, like the Buddhist concept of impermanence, uh, where everything always is changing. Like the only inevitable is change is very much. I feel intertwined with these retrograde energies because it reminds us that, things do change and sometimes things that used to stress me out a lot yeah. but like when I was younger but I feel like now that's almost comforting mm-hmm. yeah like I <sighs> it's not I totally like relate <laughs> yeah like in good times you know it's like it helps you be more grat like have more gratitude and then in the hard times it gives you kind of that inner strength where it's like you know what like this won't last forever like it sucks right now but you know like things will change inevitably and there's you know you just kind of have to let go at that point are there certain signs that you think would inherently of course we know like everyone's chart is like complex but in general like certain signs that would inherently be more prone to anxiety and stuff around change yeah um so any of the fixed signs um there's four fixed signs we have Taurus which is fixed earth we have Leo which is fixed fire Scorpio fixed water and Aquarius which is fixed air so fixed Mm. signs um they're in the middle of each zodiacal cycle um so they're the ones who don't like change. They tend to be a bit more stubborn and obstinate to things being shifted or um, having to look at things a little different. Um, mm. Yeah, so those will be the signs that'll have the hardest time with those changes. And then the mutable signs, um, they're characterized by change and flow. So um, those signs will have a lot easier time with things being upheaved because they're already kind of used to that energy. So chaos, chaos. (laughs) (laughs) So with the retrogrades, so each planet just like slow it down really simply. So make sure I'm getting it. Yeah. Each planet can go through a retrograde period individually, but those times can also overlap. Like there could be multiple planets in retrograde at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So um <laughs> yeah, like just no, that's sure. great. Um so 
um the two celestial bodies that never go retrograde are the sun and the moon because from our vantage point on earth um just as far as the ellipsis goes like we're always facing them in a stance where they're never gonna like have the optical illusion of going backwards uh so we don't have to worry about like the two luminaries ever going retrograde and then in our birth charts we have the north and south node and those two are always retrograde so if they're retrograde yeah so if they're retrograde in your chart like nothing to worry about you're you're normal (laughs) we all got it Mm. yeah so megan's gonna break down for us like the current in september right now if you're listening to this when the podcast comes out there's gonna be a bunch of retrogrades coming up so megan's gonna kind of share with us those dates and like a little bit about you know what to kind of look out for yeah so um and take your notes okay guys (laughs) get your notebooks out this is a notes heavy episode a little bit yeah um (laughs) no it's good i'm gonna listen back and take notes (laughs) because i want to remember everything um there was just one more note i wanted to say about um like retrograde energy in general um anything that comes up during these retrogrades that's a bit challenging or you know a mishap or like something irritating or something that comes up for that review and that reflection um there are things that were already in need of repair or Mm. things within us that were that are unhealed that are coming up to get the light shown on them a little bit so um I just have like a really funny example from yeah please yeah from work uh, a couple of years ago, we were in the middle of a Mercury retrograde. So um, I'll go more into that specifically, but Mercury definitely has to do with like technology and communication and um, things like that. So we have this work, we have this big dryer. I work at a screen printing workshop and the dryer was already like a bucket, like we had just been putting like metaphorical band-aids on all its issues over this period of months and like this thing was like barely held together and then of course it broke and caught on fire during the mercury retrograde oh my and, god yeah and uh all my coworkers were like freaking out and i just laughed because i'm like we already knew this dryer was problematic and about to hit the dumps you know and so it was like like if your car you know if you've been putting off that oil change and all of a sudden during the retrograde it breaks down it's like it broke down for a reason like you've had time to work on it so um I guess like taking things with a little bit of lightness was as far as that's concerned can be really helpful instead of being like oh why is this happening you know it's like oh it's like you probably know why it's happening (laughs) so just wanted to add that little note um retrogrades are kind of karmic in the way that they run um they kind of clear out past debts so it's like if you've already been on top of your game in whatever like area of life that planet that's in retrograde is in like you might not have as difficult of an experience as someone else who hasn't been structuring and organizing the time that you were Mm -hmm. 
so um I'll just go down my list of the planets that will be retrograde in September um starting from the inner planets working outwards um the planets that are closer to the sun they have a faster rotation around the sun so they um they operate a little bit differently than the outer planets do when they're retrograde. Um, they're considered personal planets. So we will feel them more personally when they are retrograde, but that's not saying that we won't feel the effects of the outer planets as well. It's just more so it's being stretched out over a longer period of time. So it's more of like subtle in the way that things change versus with the Mercury retrograde, it's like right up in your face because it's the fastest moving planet and mercury mm. moves it loves to go fast it's like very calculating and quick so when it's retrograde that's why we all tend to feel it because it's things that show up in our day-to-day lives so oh, um, that makes sense yeah um like especially nowadays uh how reliant we are on technology and social media you know it's like it's all about communication so um that's why there's more likely to be like miscommunications or glitches um i remember there was a mercury retrograde a while back when that was when facebook and instagram went down and everyone oh yeah i remember that yeah Yeah. um like that affected everyone like it didn't it affected us personally because we couldn't log on and look at our memes and talk to our friends during that time but it also affected us collectively you know because we're all connected through this like web of social media um so that's like a good way to see how it could affect people both personally and collectively um so mercury is going to be starting its retrograde on september 9th which is going to be a week from the day that we're recording today um so if you're listening to this when it comes out it's tomorrow so get ready (laughs) get ready yeah strap your boots on (laughs) i Um, personally i like mercury retrogrades and I don't know why, but they don't, there has to be something in my chart. There is. It, I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to have a good time too, um, personally, but um, that goes back to the whole personal versus collective effect. Cause it's like, you could be having a good time, but say, you know, the dryer at your work shuts down and catches on fire. Like that doesn't personally affect me because it's not my dryer, but it does affect me because I work there and now I can't do my job for the rest of the day you know so um same things with like um yeah say um like someone like your partner or your sibling or someone you spend a lot of time with say they're having a really hard time it's like their mood is gonna affect you you know um so it's I think it's like a good way to hold compassion for other people too, just to remind ourselves of this. Like, even though like we personally might not take a hit, like it still affects us when other people do, you know? So, um, so yeah, this retrograde is going to start on September 9th in the sign of Libra. It's going to be starting at eight degrees and it's going to end in 24 degrees of Virgo on October 2nd. So it will be changing signs um, right towards the end Mm. of the retrograde on September 30, 23rd. 
So it'll be going back from Libra into Virgo at that point. So um, Mercury retrogrades are the most common, which is probably another reason why they're so popular in the media, you know, in the past few years. Yeah. Um, it goes into retrograde about every four months. And oh, okay. it's, yeah, and it's in retrograde for about 22 days, give or take, depending on the Mercury cycle at the time. So it happens a lot, you know, um, but Mercury is the ruler of thinking, communication, short distance travel, um, very much like day-to-day things. So it's like, if we're not on top of our day-to-day, like our bigger structures tend to fall apart. So I think that's like spiritually, like that's the reason why it comes up for review so often, because it's helping us stay on track and get aligned. Um, And I don't think there's anything to fear necessarily, unless you're afraid of change. But, you know, that's something that I think is really important to get used to, because it's, you know, it's the only thing that's going to continually unfold in our lives. So. So I have a question. Yeah. So when, and I'm sure this is like a very complicated answer. So I guess um, briefly, when we say that the retrograde is going into a certain sign, Mm -hmm. like Libra to Virgo, yeah what exactly does that mean does that mean that it's affecting that house in your chart yeah definitely getting it yes <laughs> you're getting it perfect um let me check Hell my notes yeah. real quick I I'm do have starting a note. to figure it out a little bit <laughs> I do have a note on that specifically that sign change let me find it. I have so many notes um Yeah, take your time. Okay, so um, the main themes of this fall Mercury retrograde from September to October, um, it's going to be about balancing our lives and communication. Um, balance coming from Libra, it's the sign of the scales. It's That sign's all about finding balance. And then communication, which is a mercurial energy or trait. Um, So while the sign is in Libra, we're going to have more focus on considering reciprocity in our relationships and our commitments. Um, The sign of Libra is about... This is exactly what... Did you listen to the last episode? Because this is exactly what I was talking about with the energy. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I was talking pretty much about that. And like, I just did an energy reading on the last episode, if you guys haven't listened to it um just about like end of this time of year so like it's the august to september beginning of october but a lot of energy coming through with like yeah commitment and Mm. but in the realms of like balance and daily habits and things like that but and then also like the reciprocity thing thinking about how your energy influences others and things like that that's so, so that's so interesting to me yeah um I was gonna I got, say, I'm excited <laughs> um when it goes into Virgo the emphasis is going to be on our day-to-day it's going to be details okay. routines um organizing and thoroughness so that's exactly about what the, I've been on right now 
you're you're in tune my friend <laughs> i've been on my organizational shit yeah so um so if you like, guys are feeling it yeah i personally think like while it's in libra like we're gonna be more other focused and then mm. when it goes back to virgo we're gonna go back to us and processing everything that came up while mercury was retrograde in libra because mm. once it goes direct it will go back into libra so the things that we had to rework during this retrograde period once it goes direct those projects plans ideas that's when that energy can start to move forward and the pause before um it's kind of just going back and making sure all our ducks in a row um and especially with libra being like a relationship or a relational sign it's ruled by venus so it's very much about partnerships so your cat is killing oh me right God. now he's so cute <laughs> hi hi bud he wanted to be on the pod hey <laughs> little cameo um totally lost my train of thought sorry i got excited so we were talking about the um libra when it goes back into libra yeah um so i was after this, yeah um, after it leaves virgo again after um, yeah exactly I was reading this one article a few days ago about how it's like um, kind of lined up with like cuffing season, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like um, the, the end gonna, of fall into winter, the end of fall into winter, and then it going from this Libra partnership energy back into Virgo and then back into Libra. It's like, okay, like who do we want to partner up with? Like, do they tick our boxes? Is there reciprocity? How's our communication? Like, how do I feel? And then that's so interesting yeah and then but it could also be like a business partnership or um just like how you interact with like the people you see day to day your friends your boss um so it's like kind of like looking at how those relationships are actually working for us and then with the virgo energy fine-tuning how that like actually affects us on a very like earthly level like in our data in our day-to-day and then once it goes direct then we can progress forward with whatever our plans or commitments were that we were kind of marinating on during the retrograde i definitely suggest to the people listening that you one you take notes but i would listen to this again like after and see how that showed up for you because that's always so interesting to me to like it's cool kind of to prepare yourself but I also feel like it's so interesting to use it as like a tool of reflection of like okay we were just going through this like how how are my relationships like how is my personal connection like all these different aspects of your life um but yeah I just have to say that (laughs) no that's perfect (laughs) um so after mercury what happens next so, or is there anything else about that? Um, that's pretty much on? all I wanted to say about Mercury. Um, just like things that could crop up for you or just, yeah, mishaps, uh, miscommunications, um, reviewing anything that you've learned or discovered. Um, it's a good time to take time to reflect, review, and... Um, Also, since this will be in the relational sign of Libra for most of its transit, there will be a big theme of reconnecting, either old friends, old lovers, 
Um, and that doesn't have to be um, like somebody calls you or you run into them. It could just be thoughts about those person too that are popping like up. they're in your you. dream or something. Yeah, like in your dream or if you just like, find yourself. Like, why is yourself... this guy from my math class in high school? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Like a> dream. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like looking at things like that is going to be to like. Doug Garlow yeah. for bullying you in high school if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Maybe that's why it came up. Maybe, you know, maybe he really <laughs> needed that. Maybe, yeah, you never know. Or, Sorry about um, it. No, totally. <laughs> or just like thinking about like how, maybe how those relationships impacted you. And yeah. maybe if they aren't someone who you want back in your life necessarily, but you can think about what you learned about yourself uh, when you were in relationship with that person. So that mm. can be like a really good way to, use that energy um I wouldn't recommend I'm so smart because I feel like a lot of people sorry to interrupt but go ahead I feel like a <laughs> lot of people when they do especially if it's a romantic type of thing when they do have this like reconnection even if it's just a thought they're automatically like oh my gosh am I supposed to be with this person like are they the one like are we supposed to date again like should yeah. I call them rather than like oh maybe this is just a point of reflection of like how far I've come since our relationship or like you know like you were just totally. saying like, what did I learn like about myself like why am I thinking about this yeah exactly but don't call them okay yeah like I wouldn't <laughs> recommend calling them during the retrograde maybe you're thinking about them extra because there's a lesson in there for you yeah. um maybe about boundaries um, or reciprocity, which is, like I said, going to be a big theme, like maybe, um, yeah, maybe you just learn more about yourself, um, or maybe it could be like a thing where you learn that closure is a thing that you have to find within yourself. It's not necessarily something you get from another person. (laughs) (laughs) Deep. Yes, that's so true. And that can be really yeah. hard. That is hard. It's not it's not fun to think about that, but you know. So it's gonna help us to move forward. So yeah, yeah. I think like when we think about going back, it doesn't always have to be like when we go back and reflect, we're not necessarily like shifting back into the person we were. We're like looking at it from a different perspective or at least I would hope we are yeah hopefully (laughs) let's try it's a good thing to strive for yeah so yeah I think that was all I really had to say about the mercury retrograde I wanted to talk about that one the most just because that that's the one that's like the biggest buzzword you know like like yeah it's so memey yeah like the mercury vacation like the mercury and gatorade um yeah yes we love it <laughs> um so I'll just go down my list um do you briefly though I have yeah. one more question yeah, no go ahead <laughs> I'm just thinking do you think because some kind of energetic or like magical connection with mercury and like communication do you think that's has something to do with why that is like so popular on social media? 
probably like energy yeah. itself is like social and like communication energy absolutely yeah 100 percent <laughs> like we want to be the one that they talk about the most mm-hmm. <laughs> and i mean social media is also the place where we have a lot of miscommunications quite yeah. often um there's lots of uh lots of things that you really have to think critically about if you're using it so I think that's a great point thank you (laughs) just thinking about that I was like oh that's kind of interesting no that's that's a Hermes messenger yeah absolutely um cool so what happens after um oh my god my light (laughs) (laughs) okay we're in the dark uh brief pause I'll keep us entertained (laughs) (laughs) what's the next one I'm curious if it has anything to do with lights (laughs) um not this one in a couple we'll get to some lights (laughs) so interesting um so moving outward in our solar system um the second planet that is already in its retrograde period is Jupiter. So mm. Jupiter went retrograde back in July 28th in the sign of Aries. Oh, so and we've, been in it. we've been in it for a couple months now. Um, so Jupiter's kind of on the edge of in between the personal and the outer planets. Um, it goes retrograde about every nine months or so, and then it stays retrograde for about four months. So it is more uh, long lasting than mm. a Mercury retrograde in that it's, you know, many more weeks than a Mercury retrograde. But since it is a slower moving planet, um, it's the planet of like big picture goals and ideas. So mm. it makes sense that it would unfold a little bit slower because it's the grand picture whereas mercury is details nitty-gritty it's they're very opposite energies in that um in that way which is funny that they're both retrograde right now I think it's asking for us to find some balance <laughs> but yeah, that's so um, interesting. that retrograde is going to go until November 23rd so that's so long uh it's like four months so um yeah it started in eight degrees of Aries and it's going to go back to 28 degrees of Pisces so Mm. um it will be shifting signs here pretty soon it's still in Aries right now for this month um but it will shift back into Pisces right towards the end of the retrograde because the 28th degree it's one of the last degrees of the sign so it'll be just a little dip in our toes back into that jupiterian pisces energy just for a little bit before we start to move forward again so um and by then we'll be what sign will we be in after um november 23rd we'll be in sagittarius season and which is your season which is my season um (laughs) (laughs) sagittarius is ruled by jupiter and oh really okay one of the really cool um kind of buzzwords i found for themes of jupiter retrograde is temperance and temperance mm. in the tarot is the card of sagittarius which is ruled by jupiter so i found that connection like pretty interesting that is really interesting a cool little synchronicity um 
So it's a good time for inner growth, spiritual and philosophical ideas reflecting on, you know, like what brings meaning to our lives, what we believe in, what we're striving for. Um, Like I said, it's big picture thinking. And when Jupiter's in retrograde, it's a great time for us to readjust our course towards making those goals um, or to get back on course if we've fallen off, you know, a little bit um, while it was direct. As we tend to do. As we tend to do, you know, it's, it's normal. It's easy to get caught up in those day-to-day mercurial details, but Jupiter retrograde has us pull back and then kind of reset the compass to where we're going so um like expansion expansion yeah it's a like planet from above it's a yeah it's a planet of expansion higher learning and growth in general so um it's a good time to work on personal development or like I said any spiritual practices or if you know like you are in like religious studies or if you're thinking about going back to school or taking a class or something like that those are all kind of like Jupiter themes um, that are going to be coming up for us to kind of look at and see where we want to go next with that I just went today I'm I think I'm gonna go next week um, to this new class with my dad it's Tai Chi um, for beginners Awesome. I've never, well, I've done YouTube Tai Chi, but I've never gone to like a real class. Yeah. And, um, we went today. And um, so I'm definitely feeling that desire. And I was just thinking about it last night. I was like, I feel like I have want to take a class. Like, even though I know so many things already, mm-hmm. it's like the energy of learning new things inspires me to be excited about the things like that I already know. It's like, reminds you I feel like sometimes of like oh this is why I'm even interested in this in the first place yeah it can like help kind of like reignite that passion a bit more when you're exposed to something a little bit new yeah it was hard by the way (laughs) (laughs) I bet um I've always loved seeing like the groups of people doing tai chi back when I lived in the Bay Area. Um, yeah, in the park. Yeah, in the be. park, you'd see the 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 big groups of like 20, 30, like elderly people doing yeah. it. And I, I loved seeing it. It's so cool. It's awesome. Yeah, the, the, we, my dad and I and one other person were the only like beginners and like he had, it was so funny that the teacher had um the students demonstrate the flow like without any instruction to like basically show off like how they have memorized it to us yeah (laughs) and like and he made them all show off like individually like how good they are (laughs) it's really funny um but it was really cool it's like very um meditative yeah yeah I love the like combination of meditation and movement together it's like yeah it's awesome (laughs) yeah I feel like sometimes like I think also thinking about too like what you're drawn to like learn about because like for me I I am so focused on like the spiritual and the esoteric and stuff like that that I think it's important to have something like this where it's still energy but it's there's a physical component yeah so maybe for some people they need to get into the mind or or into the energy because they're only in the body or yeah absolutely for me I'm just in the mind and <laughs> so I need to go back into my body yeah we need those grounding techniques yeah. super important I love that 
<laughs> also, side note, in Sailor Moon, was Jupiter the one with the green hair? Or the no. one with the blue hair? She had the um the brown the hair and a ponytail. Oh yeah. Okay. And her outfit was green and pink. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so who is the one with the green hair? Uh, I'll have a, to look at there's it. There's a few with green hair. Sailor Mercury with the little short. She blue, had the short. She had the short blue bob. Um, Sailor Neptune has like the pretty long wavy green hair, and then Sailor Pluto has like dark long green hair. <laughs> oh, I think that's who I'm thinking of. I feel like um, that will staff. be a good way for me to re- memorize the planets. I completely <laughs> support this. <laughs> My two loves. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I feel like that, even though it's a retrograde, I feel like it's, I think it's a good opportunity, that energy. Yeah, absolutely. Like when we get into the equinox later in the conversation, um, that has kind of the same energy too of like change and shifting and perfect (laughs) awesome yeah don't I'll try not to interrupt too many more times so that it's so we can finish yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna get through these planets (laughs) okay so next up is Papa Saturn so Saturn went retrograde already back in June 4th and it's going to go direct on October 22nd. So we still have another couple months of this energy. So it's in the sign of Aquarius right now. Um, Mm. The retrograde started at 25 degrees Aquarius, and it's going back to 18 degrees. So Saturn is the, uh, the first of our really slow moving outer planets. Um, It's retrograde for about a third of the year every year um for about two and a half months but it could go a lot longer too because um there's just different periods and it's elliptical where it does Mm. seem to go a little slower saturn um traditionally rules the sign of aquarius so it spends more time in both capricorn and in aquarius which are the signs that it rules so because it I rules. never would think of like Aquarius and Saturn like together. I know they I've been getting really into like ancient Hellenistic astrology this past year and um the traditional rulers of the planets and there was less signs is that correct there's uh less planets no, less there, planets yeah there's still 12 signs but um a lot of the signs would share a planet uh, co-rulership so um that was before we discovered um neptune uranus and pluto so those planets that have been reassigned to those signs um there's this whole discussion on the astrology podcast about like the psychology behind it but um the idea is like those signs were discovered when those topics of those planets became important to humanity which i think is pretty cool that's so interesting it shows kind of like a shifting in the timeline or like a new paradigm for the energies of those signs but they still do hold the traditional rulerships and you can 
still do a chart interpretation with the ancient methods and still get a very clear and accurate reading um, versus using like modern like psychological astrology it's just a little bit different interpretations but it, it lines up pretty similarly surprisingly well that's interesting so um so saturn is all about boundaries limits discipline it's the lord of time (laughs) it's the lord of time and karma um and it's all about lessons it wants you to learn and when it's retrograde this is a time to really think about how you spend your time how Mm. your life is structured what are your boundaries are they too rigid are they too loose are they working out you know um Mm. so it's like a time for um some reality checks if you haven't been structuring your life or creating calling me out organization (laughs) for yourself like these I just put limits on my social media on my phone yay (laughs) perfect um that's so interesting So yeah, it's a good time to restructure things. Um, Think about what your responsibilities are, um, both to yourself and just in your life in general. Mm. And Saturn's about making things that are built to last. So this is not instant gratification energy at all. This is about foundations foundations and like setting down just like a really solid base for yourself to work off of. So a lot of it has to do with long-term commitments and goals um, will also come up for review, like seeing if you're on track to, you know, um, reaching those goals, like similar to Jupiter, but Jupiter's more about like the idea of the goal, whereas Saturn is like, what are you doing to make that an actuality? You know, what are the steps to get there? Um, and then the last thing I wanted to really say um, about the Saturn retrograde, since it is so intertwined with karma and um, time in general, a big thing about Saturn energy is if you've been doing the work, you have been implementing these boundaries for yourself, um, not doing anything in excess or you know, not too much. Um, if you've been doing that work during a Saturn retrograde, you'll actually be rewarded for that work. So it's not all, yeah, it's not all bad. So it's like, if you've been already keeping on your, on your stuff, you know, it's like, this is when like, you might see some positive developments unfold in those goals or in those structures, Mm. which can be a really cool thing and a little validating especially for those long-term kind of goals, you know, where it can be hard to see, you know, like the end road when you're so caught up in the minutia of each day getting there. So that's exciting. That's very interesting. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, wait, so tell me it ends October 22nd, you said? Yes. On the 22nd, we will, uh, see it station direct and then moving forward for the rest of the year and then we don't have to worry about it going to retrograde again until next year so um and that's 
yeah, it'll be whatever two thirds of the year from now is, is when it goes back into retrograde. I don't have dates for that, but that's okay. We'll be good. We'll we'll meet again before that. (laughs) We'll be good. Yeah. Um, so reflect, we shall (laughs) in spirit of the retrograde. (laughs) Um, let's see. Um, so next we'll go to Uranus. So this is another planet that already has been retrograde. It just started its retrograde period on August 24th. Mm-hmm. And um, it'll be in the sign of Taurus uh, from 18 degrees, moving back to 14 degrees. And it's going to be going direct January 22nd. So this is going to be the energy through the end of the year until the beginning of next year. And with it being another outer slow moving planet, it is in retrograde for about 40% of the year. So this is an energy that we are used to anyways, um, because it happens, you know, for about half the year, every year. And, um, while it's in retrograde, it's usually in the sign or maybe not in the sign, but it's in its retrograde motion for about five months each time. So it really is oh. like half of the year it's retrograde, half the year it's not. So that's why it moves so slowly in our birth charts because it stops and it goes back and then it goes forward a little bit more and then oh. it goes back again. So that's very much that like two steps forward, one step back energy once again with that cycle of Uranus. Um, when it's in retrograde, this is a time of inner revolution. Usually when it's direct, it has to do with this energy being outwards. So it's very much like Uranus is like the planet of impermanence and change and development. Um, Uranus wants to take you out of your comfort zone. If you've been cruising along in your complacency, like when you have like a solid Uranus transit, that's when things get shaken up. Uranus is that like rug being pulled out from under you, under you type of vibe. <laughs> it's not wake fun. Wake up. <laughs> yeah, wake up. <laughs> um, it's very much like you, you're going to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. So sometimes things need to be ripped out because they weren't working for us and they actually aren't in our best interest for future development and sometimes those things need to just be completely wiped out and then have something new crop up for us to work on and grow and tend to moving forward um uranus is known as the great awakener so its energy is a lot of like insights and flashes of inspiration and intuition and um upending just like shaking out the dust you know shaking the dust out so we can get like a nice clean slate to get fresh ideas fresh insights moving forward um and since it is an outer planet it's one of those things where like you may not feel it on a super personal level while it's making these transits unless it's hitting something like a point in your birth chart, um, specifically like your sun, moon or rising or one of your, one of your other angles. Um, Mm. that's when it's going to really highlight that energy. So, um, 
if you have anything in yeah, 14 to 18 degrees of Taurus or in any of the other fixed signs, um, as I said earlier, that's Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. If you have anything in those degrees, get ready for a big shakeup during this retrograde. Check your charts, people. Check your charts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me personally, it's going to be right on my moon during this transit. So that's like my emotions and the inner your inner inner. your inner realm, your emotional body, how you feel comfortable. And the moon also has to do with like relationships with feminine energy, either within yourself, like your divine feminine, or just like feminine people in your life. Um, you could gain new insights or find yourself redirecting your course once this retrogrades through and it goes Mm. direct again. Interesting. You know, I don't really, I didn't really know anything about urine, Uranus. Uranus. (laughs) So that was very interesting. It's a very eclectic planet. Um, it's associated with lightning. Oh, really? Yeah. That's which is pretty cool. <laughs> so I think that like, um, that, that's makes sense with what you're saying, like a shock. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. That's a great word. It's shocking. It's surprising. Um, it's fresh. It's new. It's zesty. It's, it's not what you expect. Um, it's funny when astrologers try to predict astro- uh, Uranus transits in astrology the nature of Uranus is so unpredictable that it's really hard to predict what's going to happen. It's like, it's very much expect the unexpected. It's like, if you think something's going to go wrong, something else is probably going to go wrong instead. (laughs) Like it's, Mm. it's going to be like something out of left field. That's like not even like in your field of vision currently. So should be interesting. Will be interesting. Um, yeah, so we're working with that. Um, so I'll go on to Neptune now. Um, Neptune has already been retrograde since June twenty eighth of this year, and it's oh, wow. gonna yeah, it's gonna stay retrograde until December third. It's only moving three degrees during this time, and between twenty five to twenty two degrees Pisces. Um, it's another planet that's retrograde for about forty percent to half of the year. And just like Uranus, it takes about five to six months in that retrograde phase. It's very, it's very long lasting. And the nature of Neptune already is very subtle and nebulous. It's um, kind of like misty, foggy veil kind of energy underwater um, underwater so it's it's warped it's illusionary it's elusive um and it's shadow aspects it can be deceptive um or yeah like deceptive or like things being not what they may seem um mm-hmm. very much rose tinted glasses kind of vibes with neptune so while it is in retrograde, this is a time to kind of like pull that veil back, take those rose-colored glasses off. The mists start to evaporate while it is in this retrograde phase, which is really important because if we're just running around with rose-colored glasses, you know, like we aren't going to be doing things in our best interests. Um, If we're 
feeling like attached to illusions um, or fantasy, this is a good time to kind of snap back into reality and kind of just like get back in the groove of, um, let's see, sorry, I'm lost in my notes. Um, get back in a groove of like what our dreams are instead of being like lost in the dream. Um, and it's also like also a great time for dream work. So emotion or intuition is going to be heightened and it's also a great time to like dream journal or if you're getting weird, like dreams or like intuitive downloads or anything like that coming up, um, it's coming up for a reason. And with those glasses removed, we're going to be able to take a better look at what the deeper meaning is behind those dreams and synchronicities and weird gut feelings that we might've been ignoring before. Yeah. So I think it's a really good transit overall to, you know, just like keep us on track and not get like lost up in the fantasy and escapism, which is really hard you know in modern life like it's so easy to escape and just zone out and dissociate but this is a good time to kind of check that behavior and see if it's actually serving you and yeah yeah I think that's so important like it's so easy to do that with just like the internet and everything. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things to be stressed about. So it's like, okay, let me not think about that right now. Um, and I think it's good to not overload your mind with like too much, like fearful information. Yeah. It's all about finding a balance, you know, yeah. it's like, it's okay to like engage in those like little escapist things now and then, you know, like watching you know some like love island for a couple hours you know maybe that's what you need to relieve some stress but if yeah. you're like doing that every single day like that's not going to be helpful you know like, like there's a lot of episodes of that shows too so I know be doing that for a long time. I, ju I just finished the latest <laughs> season last night I can attest to this but <laughs> I am Saturn dominant, so I actually spaced it out over a period of a couple months. So I'm oh, pretty wow. proud of myself Impressive. for not completely um, teleporting to Love Island and staying there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I had to throw that in. So, um, and then our last planet, this is planet number six just for the month of September, just reminding y'all, we got six planets in retrograde this month. There is a lot of reflecting and pausing. So Pluto is our last planet. Um, Pluto's been retrograde for a long time already. It went in on April 29th. Oh my it, God. Yeah, at 28 degrees Capricorn. And it's going direct on October 8th. So just after this month wraps up is when Pluto will be going direct again. And it's gonna be stationing direct at 26 degrees of Capricorn. So that means it's only moved two degrees since the end of April in this motion. So that's like a long period of time for like a very tiny little part of your chart being activated. So. Yeah. 
any cardinal signs um, between 26 and 28 degrees. Um, once Pluto goes direct, you'll feel it. So the cardinal signs are Aries, which is fire, Cancer, water. And then we have um, Libra, which is air, and then Capricorn, which is our final Earth cardinal sign. Mm. So anything between 26 to 28 degrees of those signs, when it goes direct, expect things to feel a little dramatic. Doesn't necessarily have to be bad, but it is the planet of death and rebirth. <laughs> so once again, if you're somebody who's already really comfortable with working with subconscious material or like more shadow work type stuff. This could be a super beneficial time for you to really dive below the surface and really just like see anything that's hidden that needs like a little light shown on it, um, which is what the retrograde period is about. Um, any secrets or lies, any power struggles, uh, either internally or in our external world. This is a time when those things are going to come up for a second look. Um, fun note, the United States is in its Pluto return right now. Didn't we just start it like pretty it recently? It started, um, so like Pluto's in a sign, I believe. I believe the Pluto return cycle is about 202 years. Whoa. It's really long, which is why it only moves in these small little increments of degrees each retrograde station. It's super slow moving planet. This is a generational planet. So um, it's very slow moving, but it's a very destructive planet at the same time. So this is when like the structures of Saturn are going to be like ripped down, lit on fire, and then built back up. So anything that isn't working um, with those, you know, like I said, power struggles or anything that like you haven't been looking at that, you know, you need to work on or imbalances of, um, energy in your life either in your personal life or maybe at work or like a work-life balance thing wherever things aren't being balanced this is a time for things to kind of get like wiped clean and then being like no we're doing a fresh start this isn't working we're moving forward now mm -hmm. so it's a really good time to kind of dig into more like psychic type material and just really tune into your intuition great time for just going inward, journaling, meditation, any spiritual practice um, will help you work through this more tumultuous energy. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, just one last thing I wanted to say is this is another planet that's retrograde for about half the year. And it'll Pluto is Pluto is yeah, and it spends about five to six months in this phase each year. So um Damn. <laughs> yeah so it's like something that like is in motion half the year already but since it is so slow moving that's when the times when it either stations retrograde or stations direct 
or hits a point in your chart, that's when those things are going to pop up. So when it affects you in your, when it would affect you personally, or if you're looking at the birth chart of like a country or a business Mm -hmm. per se, or, um, something of that nature, it'll apply to that too. Um, and it's definitely more like a collective kind of upheaval type thing, but it will affect you personally as well. Like I said, if it touches on any points in your birth chart directly and with all of the retrogrades, um, to like understand what period of your life is coming up for reflection, review, reassessment, that's when you would look to what house that planet is transiting in your natal chart. So the houses are like, I like to think of it as like the stage and the planets or the actors. So if you're like, okay, where is this like Pluto retrograde happening? Um, What house is it in? Like, those are going to be the topics that are going to have this kind of death and rebirth feel during this period. So for example, if whatever Pluto was retrograde, what is it in? You said it's in Capricorn in Capricorn. Yeah. I would look at where Capricorn is in my house is. Yeah. You would look at where Capricorn (laughs) is in your chart. Um, you would look at like, uh, like your birth. So I have, um, I have something in Capricorn. I can't remember. (laughs) So that doesn't doesn't help the example. I was going to say, I have this, but I can't remember. Yeah. um, Um, so say for example, someone had, um, their, I don't know. You give an example. I haven't, I'm I'm not doing very good with this. Yeah. So, um, like say it's hitting like your rising sign, say your rising sign is, 28 degrees Capricorn which is the degree that this Pluto retrograde started on so when Pluto went retrograde at 28 degrees back in April 29th um if that is like the degree of your rising sign or anything within a few degrees of that you probably felt that shift very personally when that went down and when it goes direct again it's going to pass back over that 28 degree mark And whatever you were working through at that time when it went retrograde, that's going to pop back up, but it's going to be with like the fresh eyes of a direct station of the planet. So that's when things, those topics are going to start to move forward again. So like the retrograde is when we're taking a step back and when the planets re-hit those degrees, that's when like whatever blocks are holding us back, that's when things kind of get released and start flowing again in a forward direction. Do you know, um, I'm just getting this vision, like in my mind of like at the carnival, there was like this ride that was called Pharaoh's Fury, but it was like this boat thing and you would go forward and then you would go back up and then you to go forward, like way further. And then you like flip upside down. That's kind of like what it's reminding me of. Like you're, you're going forward, but then you have to go back in order to like get enough momentum to go further than where you were before. Perfect. Yeah, I love that. That's no, like the um, image I'm seeing. I usually but, um, think of like a like an like a bow and arrow. In order to go oh, forward, yeah. you have to pull that bow back to project forward. And um yeah, I love that. 
metaphor you just <laughs> came up with <laughs> but like that's what I see but um no that makes sense I think for me and I'm sure for some people listening who are like beginners like me like taking this and then using my chart to kind of reference then I think it will be more clear to me like how it's affecting like all the themes that you're talking about I'm like oh that makes so much sense like for me personally yeah but I feel like looking at it literally with the chart I'll see very specific things which mm-hmm. I think will be interesting for people yeah definitely. yeah he's just knocking knocking stuff around Okay, so we're getting towards the end of our time, and I want to make sure that we cover a few more things because I yeah, don't totally. keep you for like three thousand hours. Um, so we, I would love to talk about the equinox if we have time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, I don't know if there's anything else we should talk about before we move on to that, as far as the um, retrogrades go. I, th- I think we're on like kind of a good path, you know, um, the equinox isn't until past the midpoint of the month anyway. So it is going to be kind of In what we're going to be experiencing. Yeah. Um, it's going to be on September 22nd this year. And, um, on that day, that's when the sun moves into Libra as well. So not only is it the start of the fall, it's going to be the start of the Libra season, and the equinox is basically when um the equatorial line is even with the sun so that's when we have the 12 hour day 12 hour night um very much like in the spirit of libra being a balance i think it's really interesting that at least in the northern hemisphere when we shift into this equal day equal night it's going into the sign of balance which is pretty cool so um And we move from Virgo season into Libra season and Virgo is like all about like, that's like harvest energy. You know, it's like, we're looking back on everything that we were growing and working on during the summer season. We're looking back and then we're, we're harvesting, we're taking what we learned, we're composting, you know, like whatever didn't work for us to become you know, new soil for us to grow moving forward. And um, the equinox really just like activates a new cycle of inner growth. And it really is about finding that balance of light and shadow. Um, You know, like where everything is like cycles, you know, as far as like all this time and astrology stuff goes. And with the equinox, it's like a really great time to really honor those cycles and see the beauty in change like the change of the seasons um as we move into the fall like we'll be getting less and less daylight and that causes all of us in the northern hemisphere to withdraw more and go more inward and become more like going more into ourselves anyways taking that time to rest and nourish ourselves and pause um you know tons of animals hibernate all the leaves change and you know there's like new cycles that are being shifted out during this time and um as far as like the astrological wheel goes um from virgo season into libra season 
we're going from the part of our chart that is self-focused to going to a part of ourselves that's more social and outward focused. Mm-hmm. So the first six signs of the Zodiac, Aries through Virgo, are all about our personal development. And then once we move into Libra, going through Pisces, that's more outward, collective, all of us type energy. This It's like more social. So um, it's like, a, it's just a time of change. And Virgo is a mutable planet or excuse me, a mutable sign. So I think it's like really synchronistic that it's, has this archetypal energy of change already and like it's like a major turning point in our year each year on these equinoxes and that's when we start like looking towards what nurtures us and what's going to keep us going during those colder months yeah and I think like for a lot of people like who practice like the craft and like other things it's kind of like the beginning of the year versus Mm -hmm. like January and I think it's kind of interesting too like I'm sure it's different every year but with the retrogrades and stuff that Mm -hmm. you're talking about it like really gives us this opportunity yet to reflect in the next few weeks before we're like okay this is how I want the rest of my year to go totally And like what is the energy that I want to focus on like moving forward Mm-hmm. and like what do I want to change which yeah. I think is something we can do any time but when things are like supported energetically by that it makes it so much easier yeah absolutely it's like it's like working with the flow of time instead of like having resistance towards it you're like trying to hide out we gotta uh, we gotta flow with it let's go <laughs> i'm excited about it i I like um this is my favorite time of year same i'm biased though so yeah i love it (laughs) and then i love december as well yeah oh yeah one more personal thing i wanted to say um outside of this conversation grace had asked me like why this time of year always feels like a new year Mm, Uh, like you know like personally for you um with your rising sign being in Libra that's like the start of like a new zodiacal cycle for you so for you Mm. personally any Libra risings this is your new year so that means the sun's in your first house and it's back on like a focus to yourself and your self-expression how you identify um what makes you feel good so I thought that was like a really so cool connection for you. That makes a lot of sense to me. I never, I don't know why I never thought about that before. Yeah, because I personally <laughs> don't get that feeling during this time of year, but like I do know a lot of people who have said that before. So it makes me wonder if they have like important points in their chart that are either in like Virgo or the sign of Libra as well. I always just like like associate it with like back to school kind of energy and even mm-hmm. though I'm like not in school like you know I was in school for whatever 20 years or whatever yeah. in my life and I think with my mom too is a teacher and then now Alex is a teacher I feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of that energy of like 
um we're going back to like structure yeah like more structure than what summer holds which I think for me I struggle with structure but when there is a structure in place it actually really does help me so I feel like that's mm -hmm. why the energy feels good to me because it's like a structure that I I can follow yeah makes total sense and the days being shorter too mm -hmm. I do really well with night I stay up all night <laughs> so I, I like that personally so that's interesting oh I'm not surprised by that yeah and also like I always have felt like you are someone who is comfortable going inwards um and like this part of the year is like a it starts to become like much more introspective as the days get shorter and colder so I think people who are like comfortable with that energy already like tend to have like a better experience with it when it comes around also yeah yeah I like it I like to go in the Neptunian <laughs> waters <laughs> um well anything now. else about that I have some other questions I want to ask you before we close out but is there anything yeah. else that you kind of um or thinking about wanting to talk about um I think like as far as the retrogrades and the equinox go like those are going to be like the main energies we're working with this month. Um, of course, like there are astrology transits going on every day, you know, yeah. but um, for that, like I recommend, I can recommend some astrologers that I follow that I really like for like weekly and monthly kind of transit reports. And um, I just want to say also transits are it's the cosmic weather of the time so it's like it's every it's day nice, or something yeah so it's like it's nice to know what you're working with on each day which is why I check in pretty regularly but it's nice to have just kind of like a general look moving forward just to have things like to keep in the back of your mind like as we progress through the month yeah yeah I think it's like helpful to have an idea of how like the energies are moving because I feel like at least for me it helps me see okay like I'm not alone like everyone other people are like feeling this right now mm -hmm. or like oh that makes sense like why I'm dealing with this or that yeah. it gives me like confirmation of like oh okay this is this is the vibe mm -hmm. yeah it <laughs> it's it's validating like yeah that's that's the word yeah <laughs> excuse me um yeah I'm well, I'm done on my right. end I've I've said everything I wanted to say as far as that convo goes so awesome thank yeah. you so much for sharing with us yeah thank you um what was the question so we had someone send in a question about how, do we have time to go over that we could or do is that, that real too quick. complicated too it's, complex I mean uh it kind of is a bit complex but I I could because we could always talk about it on a different episode or something. yeah we could 
maybe we could do like a Q&A episode one time so that we have like that would be to, really fun yeah so we have time to gather like more than one question um because we did only really receive one I question. had someone else ask about Saturn returns too which oh. I feel like I can't remember if we talked about that in the last episode or not. no no I so that could be fun maybe yeah. in a few maybe next month or like in November we'll we'll have you come and we'll do like kind of just general like ask ask yeah us totally. about astrology yeah like those those specific questions um they could be really helpful um because they're like planetary movements that affect all of us and I think it would be nice to like have like a proper amount of time to like give those questions like the respect and like quality answers they deserve yeah, thoroughness yeah absolutely yeah i'd love that awesome well we'll do that then okay sweet. um can i ask you a few quite more um megan questions please <laughs> questions for megan um, i'm just looking at my notes right now well one more thing about astrology mm-hmm. but like so in your personal life and I know you mentioned on the last episode that you use it kind of to look at like what what, I forget what you called it I think you called it mundane transits or something like everyday stuff Mm -hmm. but like within astrology like what kind of like corner like aspect of your life maybe that you use us that you could use astrology for that maybe people like wouldn't expect you to to use it for does that make sense yeah like me personally or just like maybe like a technique that's out there more like you personally me personally um so I'm a hopeless romantic so I love doing the sinistry readings which is um it's like compatibility it's a compatibility reading so what it does is it overlays your partner's chart on top of your birth chart and then you do the reading by seeing how those things interact. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a romantic relationship. Like I've done it for like my relationships with like my family members and like my close friends. Like, like when you have wow. those, yeah, like those things where you're like, wow, like why does this person just seem to understand me? Like we have this unspoken understanding, like what is it? And it's like, with the sinistry chart, you can go in there and like find the points in there that would indicate that or like show where like you have like um like really supportive energy working for you in that relationship or maybe some struggles too, you know, things to look out for. Um, but I think it's like really cool for just understanding how other people operate and how they may view things. Like I think it's just nice to like see like other people's perspectives and through like those readings you can really see like how other people are operating which I think is cool because um I am super into like psychology as well as um as well as the esoteric arts so I'm really curious about like what makes people tick and like you know that type of thing so I find like the relationship branch of astrology really exciting for that cool yeah <laughs> um so Megan also 
does energy work? You took Reiki with me. And I'm curious, like, if, like, down the line, if you were to bring in energy work and astrology, like, together, like, how, do you have any idea of how you would want that to look like? Or any, like, kind of dream ideas of how to, like, bring those things together? Yeah, um, so this is like very much inspired by um, a couple other readers I follow, and I'm sure there's like a handful of folks doing this, but um, Chris Corsini and then Matthew Oliver from Stillwater Alchemy. Um, they'll do is these- Chris Corsini the one that does the sign language? Yeah, he does the, AS- I love his he does the ASL. Like, I adore him. I love his insight and his perspective, but um, on major uh, astrological events so like full moons new moons um, like retrograde cycles um, he did one for the Lionsgate portal back on 8-8 last month um, he'll do like uh, an astrology reading um, with all the general transits for everything that's happening in the sky which is that mundane astrology that we were talking about uh, last time I was on here which is like the astro weather. And then he'll go into a tarot reading. And then he does uh, an energy clearing. He does Reiki as well at the end of the reading. So um, I think doing something like that would be really cool. Like, um, would you want to do like, like, like dream scenario? Like how would you want to work with people? Would you want it to be like how you have done in the past, like a reading for an individual? Or would you want it to be like groups or what, what would be exciting to you? Um, I tend to We're be just somebody, talking to the universe right now. Yeah, so. I tend to be somebody who works really well one-on-one with people. Um, I do have a bit of a harder time in like group settings. I feel like I just can't like connect on the deeper level that I want to with people in those group settings. But um I also just like like one of my values in life is like just having compassion for other people. So I would like to extend that work outwards and like help as many people as I can who want my help, you know. So like I think it could be cool to do kind of like like a general astrology reading and then doing kind of like uh, some sort of like meditation energy cleanse afterwards. Um, and then I also really like the ideas of doing like ritual work during these astrological events. Um, all of the signs and planets have like herbal associations and like associations with different stones and um things like that like different colored candle work things like that so like I I was just gonna say candles yeah I like I would love to like like maybe do something like that like maybe some sort of like ritual type thing like infused with like the planetary essences like maybe like the, the herbs flowers any scents or colors and then like infusing like reiki into that i think mm, could be really cool. Be so cool um i already do that for myself already um when i do my little rituals for you know new moons and full moons and things like that um but i think it'd be cool to like share that outward more 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, we mentioned on the last episode too, and I'll I'll put all your info, like how to connect with you. Mm-hmm. Like if people wanted to get a birth chart reading or something like that, they totally can reach out to you. Um and that can be what do you do? Uh do you record them ahead of time and send them out, or is it um live? So this is one of the things that I'm tackling during this retrograde period. (laughs) So I love that you asked this. Um, (laughs) In the past, I did written. Yeah. um, Like transcribing like written readings, but I find with like the way that my attention span and my energy levels work, that's not really like the most um, productive way that I work um and I would love to do more of like a zoom call type thing in the future but I'm still trying to figure out um like how you want to set that up how I want to set that up and what that would look like um because I think like a really great part of getting an astrology reading is being able to have that conversation asking questions um it's so important because it's so personal to you and it's like with the written form, I just find like there's not enough room for back and forth dialogue. And I would like to have my readings moving forward, like have more space for that. So that's what I'm working on. <laughs> so we'll work on your website, getting yeah, your website. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get a website and then um, figure out. But for now, you guys can stuff. email Megan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think right now, like I am working full time at my day job. So I have found it a little difficult to balance like those written readings. So I have like stopped the written readings for now, but um, like, I'm definitely open to doing like answering quick questions or like, if you want to know how like this Mercury retrograde is going to affect you or like, say you have a planet that's retrograde in your chart and you're like, what's that about? Like, things like that like where I could like zoom in real quick and look at what's going on and like like I feel like that's the type of thing that I'm open for right now just like more less structured just kind of fluid communication as far as the readings go until I figure out um like a foundation for how I want to do my readings moving like forward. implement them into your schedule yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you already yeah. already have a lot of hours at the job that you work mm-hmm. so it's like to do something like this it's like so much energy and even if it's like the most exciting topic in the world you still have to like you know keep care of yourself yeah absolutely. like the retrogrades are asking us to. yeah and I've um I've been burning on a short fuse for the past couple months so I'm like really taking like the wisdom of these retrogrades to like really pause and reassess what I want to do moving forward so I'm feeling it I don't know about you (laughs) yeah um cool well let me just see if there's any other questions I think that was it awesome yeah um So 
one more question. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think of how to like formulate it. So like if you down the line had like dream clients, like what kind of people would you be interested in working with? Hmm. That's a fun question. Um like currently like I have the most fun doing readings for people who actually don't know much about astrology um I have like a really fun time teaching like the knowledge that I've attained um and I want to share it and I'd love to like have readings that are like just like accessible for like anyone you know and like especially like people who like may not like I want the skeptics <laughs> yeah I want the people who are like oh like this is silly and I'd, I'd love to show them their birth chart and like tell them something that like I couldn't know otherwise that's like written out in their in their chart like I love I love doing things like that I've I've dated several skeptics and I it it might just be the little like Sagittarius like mentor guru energy in me like I just love like you know being like you know nothing let me show you <laughs> like it like sets my soul on fire so like yeah I'd, lo I'd love to work with people who like maybe aren't so familiar with astrology and like I feel like I have like a pretty good grip on like explaining things and like an easy to understand manner while also like explaining the more technical aspects at the same time no I definitely think you do that's why I asked you to come tell us yeah. this stuff <laughs> but I think that um I think just like thinking about those things as you are yeah like setting this foundation in place like okay like if I could see clients and do all this like how do I actually want that to look like literally like oh I would sit down at the computer and then I would get my tea and like think about those like little mundane steps yeah um I think can help and I give I, I'll I tell that to a lot of people because I think it's really helpful to see like realistically if this was part of my life like what would that actually look like yeah definitely and like I guess like one last note on astrology like it is um it shows the potential in a life um we still have free will um we're still the captain of our ship you know um it just indicates possibility and the longer I study it the more synchronicities I find um astrology is one of those things that shouldn't work it shouldn't but it's like through like the thousands of years that it's like been studied and documented and people writing down their experiences and now in this digital age where like we're able to connect so much more and there's this like huge resurgence in astrology again um there hasn't been this much hype for astrology since like back in the 70s when the <laughs> like yeah like when all the psych psychological astrology came out but where we are now it's like we're diving in so much deeper because we have these methods to connect and communicate so much more you know and I'm really excited for like how the next like few years is gonna look for the field you know like 
there's all these like new astrologers popping up and like there's conferences and even the meme pages I love like you can still like learn some really cool stuff from just like you know a good funny joke you know and yeah and I think that gets a lot of people into it in the first place they're like okay I keep seeing those damn memes now let me figure out what the (laughs) heck this is telling me yeah you're like okay what does it mean I I, I don't get the joke so I have to study this now (laughs) (laughs) yeah which I think could be like some good motivation you know like I'm completely self-taught like I'd love to study under like a mentor eventually um throwing that out there on the pod but um because I I really do think that this is like a subject that could be a livelihood um it's very it's like a void it doesn't end there's just more and more stuff you can learn and study and even research like even just by following the transits in your own life like I bought this astrological almanac um, at the end of last year and I've been journaling every single day what's been going wow. on for me and it has all of my transits listed it has all of the planetary movements it has more in-depth timing techniques like zodiacal releasing and perfections included which is um, more of that like ancient Hellenistic astrology I was talking about earlier that I've mm. been into and like every couple months or so I'll reflect back and read what I wrote like during those transits and I've been shocked so many times just like through that journaling and reflecting seeing where I was in the beginning of the year seeing where I'm at now like seeing how those transits actually played out in my life has been like some of the best insight that I've like been able to take from just studying like my own personal transits and it makes me excited to keep doing this moving forward and like kind of coming up with my own kind of archetypal library of like how these things affect us and like having more like anecdotal stories of like how I experienced it or like a transit that like a friend is experiencing like someone who I've been working with and seeing how that plays out with them um with their chart and what's going on and I just find that like really exciting yeah and I think that's like really shows the evidence of like dedication and like devotion to something like okay if I'm gonna continue studying this it's not just like a oh I learned about this for a few years and now I'm like gonna do readings it's like it's a dedication to a subject so even if you do start doing readings like more frequently it's Mm -hmm. you're gonna continue to learn and then like the process of journaling and stuff it's like there's so much value in that being able to like have the physical thing and we are like yeah our own kind of best research yeah (laughs) absolutely because it's like what what better do we know than our own experience so I've found that like super fruitful for my studies this past year so far amazing well I'm very proud of you thank you (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on and we'll definitely have you back either next month or the month after we'll talk about it and for those listening I will like put out some polls and some questionnaires so we can get some more questions for Mm -hmm. future just like astrology Q&A kind of episode yeah and then I'll put all Megan's info in the show 
So yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We'll see you um, next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you for listening to the angel face magic hour to support the show you can donate to us through the link in our show notes please give us a rating and a review a little five star magic on apple and spotify this allows our voice to be shared to the greater public i love you guys so much i will see you next week follow us on instagram at angel face and dot grace See you next week.